Hello, this is Underground Orangeboro. I'm Human Error. This is Elliot. Hey, and we in this bitch. I got my nigga Matthias Barley in the house. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Yeah, and we in this bitch. So, uh, Matthias, how's it going? It's going pretty good, man. Um, let's see. Now, this is going to be a series they're doing on Owensboro and uh, some of the weird folks out here. And I just happen to be <laughs> under Darius's radar. Yeah, he's the GOAT. I've been uh, I've been over here in town for the past uh, couple years. Um, here recently, I've been emceeing a lot of the events over at the spot. Like, if you go to uh, Second Saturday Speak or the Open Mic Night... Um, I'm usually going to be the one be there introducing, uh, performing every now and then. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things you're going to see me pretty often. Now, uh, that's uh, a little coffee shop in uh, Williamsburg Square if you're in Owensboro. Shout out to Megan. Shout out to Megan. <laughs> Shout out to Jake. <laughs> uh, Fair Trade Organic Coffee. This is my plug to them. Good stuff. Friendly fucking people. They do some of the coolest events over here in town. They are like indie, man. They support anybody who is into art, you know? Yeah. And they take chances. It's like a gallery in there. Yeah, man. They have, like, like everything's, everything's local. Everything's handmade, you know? They don't fucking compromise. So, um... I, uh, I've been performing stand-up there. Um, everything I do is uh, improv. On, on the day of the show, I will make like a 10-point bullet list of shit I want to talk about. And I will, you know, keep that with me whenever I go up to perform. And some days it's like... I'm struck by the fucking lightning bolt of inspiration, <laughs> yeah. and everything I say is fucking hilarious. And some days, not so much. Yeah. Um, more good days than bad days, but um, here's kind of how I look at it. <clears throat> bombing as a comedian is not nearly as bo- bad as bombing as a musician, because I've done both. Yeah. Okay. Comedy, you can go up there and like troll. You can be like, "Ha, oh, ha yeah. suck my dick." <laughs> even even a bad even a bad yeah. uh, comedy performance is there. Like, there's something you can take out of it. There's something yeah. you can enjoy. Like, uh, okay, so like the worst performance I ever had was like I don't know, like a few months ago, and uh, there was like fucking nobody there, and like the less people there, the less fucking energy that people have. Because like, I don't know, man, I. I, every time I perform, I pick somebody in the audience, and they're like my laughter hype man. Like, and <laughs> yeah. I just know that like, if I got somebody who's like really has a really hearty laugh, and like if people are giving it back to me, like I'm a funnier fucking person. Like I can, if they give me that buffer, like if I have like a fucking five second long, like period where I'm just you know having people busting fucking ribs and shit, you know. That's more time for me to think of, like, the next thing I'm going to say. Because, like I said, it's coming straight off the fucking dome, yeah, you know? Yeah, probably, yeah. So, like, um, this night in particular, I was, uh, I was fucking, uh, I showed up and, like, we ended up starting, like, 
30 minutes late because fucking nobody was there. So we were like, oh, well, maybe we'll fucking wait for people to show up. And I was like second or third in line. And uh, whenever I went to perform, I was like eating uh, a bowl of potato soup. And I brought it up on stage with me because I wasn't done. And I knew it was going to be about 20 minutes, uh, 15 to 20 minutes, usually how long I perform yeah. uh, before I could eat the rest of it and be cold by then. So um, the first, like, five minutes of my performance was me eating this soup and giving, like, a play-by-play. Like, hmm, the fucking potatoes are chunky. Like, oh, there's little bits of cheese in there, you know. like, And uh, you could hear every fucking, you know, every millisecond of my mastication just... In the mic? Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was just like fucking extrapolating on the fucking how disgusting it was that I was sitting up on stage eating food in the mic and soup and I'd get like, you know, those big fucking slurps. Yeah, that shit, bro. That's, yeah. So, no go. yeah, no go. Uh, so uh, let me think. After that, um... After that, like, I I didn't have any fucking notes made earlier that day. Like, I didn't prepare, but I usually don't. But it, I was even less prepared than I normally am, which is, like, I could have spent five minutes thinking about shit that pissed me off. So I did a couple <laughs> old bits, and, like, I record every performance, and I have no fucking clue who's got this performance. But it was, like, I was, like, looking through old notes, and I was just, like, honestly, guys... It's fucking cold outside. I'm spent, like, big booty motherfuckers. Like, I was just thinking about fucking words. Like, you know. I'm telling you, all you had to go up there and was just fucking trolling. Just saying, like, saying stupid it's, shit. It's easy yeah. to have, like, good, bad comedy. Yeah. Like, you can kind of get away with it a little bit. Yeah, because it's like, bit, if man. you try too hard, then, like, yeah. niggas are like, wow, like, what are you doing? But if you just go up there like, yeah. ha, ha. oh my god, let yeah. me tell you about airline food. Yeah. And it's like, shut like, the fuck like, up, like, you <laughs> dumb motherfucker. Like, there's a level of irony you can manipulate. Like, yeah. Good, bad comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, it was, it, was, it was fun to do, but it's like Play-Doh, you know? It's like more fun to play with than it is to eat. So it's like I fucking, you know, I don't know. I had fun doing it because I was just didn't give a shit and... <laughs> It was more fun for me to waste people's time. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I've had a few things like that. Uh, I've made uh, a large part of my performance career, like in doing performance art and shit like that, has just been spending a lot of time wasting people's time. Of course. It's exciting for me. Like, uh, I'll give you an example. Um, So uh, me and my friend Brandon, this was in 2000. 14 like this was like a year after i moved to kentucky uh we were really into not giving a shit about fucking anything and we were super nihilistic because we were both like i don't know like we were both at like shitty points in our lives like brandon was drifting and like i had just moved to kentucky and i was just like I fucking hate this place. I'm surrounded by a bunch of fucking crackers. Like, (laughs) it was like, I I would go to the gas station and be like, oh yeah, let me get a pack of those Pile Mile Full Flavor Reds. And they would, they wouldn't like. I would do the, I would do the accent because I was like, fuck you, you know. But they, they would be like, all right, uh, would you like long or short? And it's like, oh, give me the shorts. 
Uh, so like they they fucking didn't know they were none the fucking wiser. So um, I uh, me and him were really into just like performance art and shit like that, and uh, we were really big fans of uh, what some of the people in Japan were doing as far as like noise music goes. Yeah, uh, they were like they would go places and they'd have these captive audiences and they'd just fucking blare sound at them. And it was like this idea that it wasn't fucking music. It was just like... Fucking madness. Pain and fucking... Fuck you, you know? Yeah. It was It was more... It was like... I looked at punk rock music at the time because I'm a really big fan of punk and I was like... Death grips. Yeah. Well, it was like... There were yeah. Death Grips was a fucking innovation yeah. uh, whenever they came out. And this was like a little bit after, but I was looking at like the shit that I loved, and it was like all this shit's fucking regurgitated. Like, yeah, what 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 is more punk rock than punk? If punk is not fucking punk anymore, where do you go? Like, so I was like, no. I feel like music. there's no one that can like top Gigi Allen. I feel like there's no like like nobody that can top him. As yeah, as far as like, well, I mean, as far as music ability, uh, there's a lot, but like, as no, far but I'm as saying, like, like the punk rock lifestyle, yeah, like, that niggas try to emulate that, like Gigi Allen is like the god of that shit. Like, uh, there's nobody topping him at all. Yeah, exactly. Gigi Allen was actually a super big fucking influence to uh, whenever me and Brandon were doing noise, because like, uh, Gigi Allen would leave every single one of his shows fucking bloody, covered in shit. Like, he didn't fucking <laughs> care, girl. you know? Yeah. He would go out there fucking whoop people's asses. Like, Fuck people. this is cool. Like, really he hated people. No fuck. And every, everybody knew it, too. He'd go up on stage and be like, fuck you motherfuckers, I fucking hate you all, you know? Yeah. He didn't, he, like, if he didn't do punk, he'd probably be a fucking terrorist, which... On God, that nigga. so I think it was wild. So I consider this phase of my life, uh, twenty fourteen, to be uh, musical terrorism, because me and Brandon used to go to uh, Madisonville all the time, and we'd had battery powered fucking amps and shit, and we would go to parking lots fucking everywhere and blare fucking noise at them like everywhere we fucking went. We used to drive. And we would, like, follow people and shit. And we'd have, like, these fucking voice changers and shit. And we'd be, like, fucking screaming crazy shit at them. And uh, we made these flyers. Okay. And now uh, we didn't have a Facebook presence because we didn't want people finding us. Like, where we lived, what we were doing. We didn't want to be, like, a fucking organization. So we we made these flyers. And I made, like, 200 of these motherfuckers. I still got, like, 50 at my place. You do down? Yeah, just to remember. It was, like, printed on fucking printer paper, like, at my house, you know? And it was, like, uh, such and such band. Um, we want gigs. Actually, it wasn't even such and such band. The the head the header, it was, like, fucking size 40 font was, like, we want gigs, exclamation point, exclamation point, fucking underlined and shit. And then underneath was, like, a whole paragraph, like, um, we play any genre, country, <laughs> worship, uh, worship, jazz, Terrorism. country, bluegrass, you know, and then I left my phone number, like my personal fucking phone number at the very bottom. Yeah. <coughs> and so, uh, um, I was getting phone calls and for shit. Real? Yeah. People wanting to play things. Awesome intro. And, uh, yeah. I was looking for like, 
I was looking for the golden fucking opportunity, like the big gold nugget, like who I would be, like where I could go to not get fucking my ass beat, <laughs> which was close a couple of times, but like where I could go where I would get gigs and like not have to worry about, like where I could see the most people and fucking terrorize the most people and shit. So I got invited to a fucking Christian music festival in uh, Ebenezer, Kentucky, <laughs> and they'd give us a they'd give us a call, and it was a few months ahead of time, so I had time to plan. So in that time, uh, me and Brandon did a few like warm up gigs and stuff. So we were invited uh, by like a local band uh, to somewhere in fucking McLean County. It was like one of the kids that went to McLean County High School. Um, who had like one of those fucking stupid like pop punk trendy like this is what we do type bands like music for to for a demographic which I fucking hate like if you have music that's designed for like this is my demographic yeah these are this niche. this music is designed for this type of person it's pandering and it's like it's easy because once you once you know your fucking it's not even like you know your audience. It's you know this group of people is going to buy this. Yeah. So they were they already had a product before they even had like their music together cuz they had t-shirts made, fucking Facebook page. They didn't have a video or anything like they released the album at the show and it's like why do you have fucking t-shirts and you don't even have an album out? Yeah, that's it's just trying to sell. If you want if if you want to get into selling t-shirts, then just sell t-shirts. Sell t-shirts. Yeah. You know, if fashion is what you're into, get into fashion. You know, it's it's cool. You know, it's its own thing. But like, I and I'm also one of those people. I'm a really big fan of like. I love when bands have shirts. I have a bunch of fucking band shirts and shit, and um, I just don't agree with like putting one thing before another if you're that's just misrepresenting your band you know more or less like t-shirts for a band should be an afterthought now if you're doing like fashion you know it'd be really cool is if you had fashion and then you're no if you if you had your if you had your brand right your fashion brand like if there was like uh, okay, so I'll think of one. If you had Armani, and then Armani, the guy, came out and was like, yeah, I'm a uh, uh, rhythm and blues singer now. Like, that might be kind of cool, because he's branching out. So Kanye, he merged music with fashion. Yeah. He did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so, like, he's a musician. His glasses. Yeah, and he couldn't, he couldn't break in, but, like, yeah. Now he's in there. Well, he's, he's in there with his, his shoes. Like, yeah, like that's a big thing. But like, they weren't trying to let him merge the two together. Yeah. But like, I feel like. Well, even Dr. Dre with his headphones, like. Oh yeah, that's yeah, like. That's yeah, that's like revolutionary. One of the biggest <coughs> examples. Yeah, and it's like I just feel like as a creative, people shouldn't be so boxed in to like no, one ab- thing. Absolutely not. But you got to have the right intentions also. Yeah, like, it shouldn't be, like, this is my cash grab. Like, for them, it was just, like, a T-shirt. Yeah, you know we're going to sell this T-shirt, then we're going to fucking uh, tour or whatever. And it's like, yeah. Like, yeah. do what you can do to the best of your yeah. ability. Don't because and- there wasn't, like, 
do there, it all if you can. Yeah, like there wasn't like a roadmap for them. It was just like it was just a part of the rock star fantasy, you know. Yeah. So, and you can tell. False. So, anyways, Bad. we got we got invited to a fucking um to play at them with them at the Island City Hall. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we did the gig, and uh, they we opened it up for them, and it was fucking great because we set out our shit and we looked like a real band because we had amps yeah. and stuff and mics and like we set everything up, and we had really traditional instruments and stuff, and we uh, we set up, we got ready to play, and they didn't ask for a press kit or a sound sample or anything like that. We're like, yeah, we can do it. We do music, <laughs> so. Uh, uh, we fucking, uh, we played whatever it is that we did. It was noise. It was a straight fucking wall of sound. And, like, his whole family was there, the the leader of the band, and, like, all these fucking old people. And, like, all these, like, uh, underage girls, because I guess he was still in high school or whatever. Yeah. And we just fucking probably ruined their fucking hearing, man. It was just <laughs> like... That's what happens when you go to a noise concert unexpectedly. Yeah. So, and this was just the part of the whole nihilistic, I, I fucking hate this place. I hate all you people. Fuck yeah, you. You know, I don't want to be here. So, um, which, I mean, in hindsight, I mean, it could have been like one of those things where you could say, oh, those immature, you know, those people should have a choice or whatever. But it's like, when in their life were they ever say that they got another opportunity to see something like that? Yeah, because nobody does noise. Like I don't, no. I don't know too many people that do noise. So uh, after that gig, uh, there was something that they were doing in Evansville. Or no, no, this was actually another gig in Evansville we played because we did a few. Oh, uh, we went to uh, this bar that's not around anymore, uh, Landhucks over in Evansville. Yeah. Somebody drove their fucking truck through Landhucks, so Landhucks is no longer a fucking place anymore. Unfortunately. Well, that's or fortunately, what I mean, it was cool. It was a shithole. That's very yeah. punk rock. Uh, we actually got, uh, we got, we got paid two dollars to play that show. Well, I mean, at least two you got paid you two gold or two uh, silver dollar or not not silver dollars, the but golden? Uh, yeah, golden dude, dollar that's, coins. That's yeah. a soda pop. Yeah, what yeah. About? I'm telling you. Yeah, um, take that shit like to the bank, dude. No, don't even take it to the bank. Go to like somewhere where like. USD is like very expensive. That's a lot of money. You're you're living. You're so, living the life. So I thought I thought uh, <coughs> I thought Evansville would be cool, like filled with all these people who knew exactly what we were gonna be doing and got along. So I was like talking to the guy who was hosting it, and he played in a, a fucking uh, psychobilly band, which is like fast rockabilly. Yeah. So I was like, cool. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was like, cool. I can do it, no problem. So. Um, experimental music whatever we love to have you and i'd seen this whole list of bands that had played fucking doom bands rappers fucking all different kinds of people it was on a thursday night and i show up there and there's nothing but fucking old people there and i was like perfect <laughs> yeah, perfect about to fuck i'm about up. to fucking terrify all these i'm about to give grandma a heart attack so uh That's that was that was a show we were run out because we fucking we played for like literally thirty seconds. We got our volume got killed and they told us to get the fuck out of there. So yeah. 
Yeah, we left, and then Brandon had to pawn his base, so we had enough gas to fucking get home. Because we didn't have jobs at the time. We were completely fucking broke, which is why we were pissed, too. That was another really good reason. Yeah. So, uh, right... We had $2. Right yeah. after that, so we got, like, a month. We have a month before uh, the fucking Christian festival in Ebenezer, and we were so fucking stoked because this is going to be the most evil thing we'd ever done. And it was great. And, you know, it was one of those things, too, that it was, like, harmless fucking fun because, like, we weren't actually fucking hurting people. We were just trolling them, you know what I mean? <laughs> trolling can so, never hurt. Actually, yes, it can. I'm sorry the people that uh, affect my uh, yeah. trolling. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry for all the people that died. <laughs> trolling is not a victimless <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, fuck. Yeah, you know when I told you to KYS? <laughs> yeah. I and was, then I you actually kidding. took me seriously? Oh. You know, it was just a joke. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was a joke. Sorry. Yeah. Top kick. Um. So, <laughs> basically, um. <coughs> I apologize for the coughing. It's okay. Amen. Just uh. Well, you're doing good. You're coughing off center, so you know we. It's, it's not one of those things that's a big deal at all. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't be me. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, a month between uh, the show and Ebenezer, and uh, we were uh, getting ready. And this is where my career as a comedian really started, just doing these noise shows and telling people to go fuck themselves, you know, yeah. and just showing up and, you know, just with my middle fingers blazoned, you know. It's like that Marilyn Manson song, I wasn't born with enough middle fingers, you know. Yeah, Marilyn so, Manson had a breakdown recently. Oh, no shit? Yeah, he was on stage and he yeah, just I like... He was just, like, fucking telling the fans to, like, cheer his name or some bullshit, and he was, like, walked yeah, off the left, stage. Like, yeah. A yeah. few minutes into the set. Yeah. Oh, that's just, that's not unusual. I think he just does that shit to remain relevant and stay in the paper, <laughs> and he's just like, oh, I'm getting fucking old. I better do something, better do you know. something outlandish. Yeah, but uh, G.G. Allen is still alive. Marilyn, Ma- <laughs> yeah, Marilyn Manson needs to get strung out on meth again so he can make good music. Yeah. <laughs> when people do drugs, I feel like their music is, like, Way better. Like is way it better? It, I don't know, I don't know. man. I think it's different, but it just happens to be better sometimes. I think maybe intentionally. Maybe Have you heard he, that one song by ASAP Rocky, where that nigga was like off LSD by ASAP Rocky when he was off LSD. No, like that know. shit is fire. <laughs> no, it's it's like one of those things that I think uh, Manson probably just had a big fish regardless, and he just caught the big fish. You know, yeah. that's what it is. Creativity. It's a fucking fish. You know what I mean? You're. That's like something I learned from David Lynch, you know. It's elusive, man. You like you get tools to catch these fucking fish, and sometimes they bite, sometimes they don't. You just gotta know when to reel it in. Yeah. So like. That's a good way of looking at it. So uh, PG over in Evansville, they're a really fucking cool place, and I really love the shit that they're doing over there now. And they've they're right now they're the best place for hip hop in probably within. 60 miles you know of here uh, I haven't really been to Nashville and I don't know what the scene's like over there but uh, they are proud of what they do and they put on everybody and uh, a lot of the artists that I know from around here have played there so it's like it's the fucking place yeah. you know and um, they do experimental artists too there was like a lot of bands that kind of came and gone through their touring acts i saw cage there cage the rapper it was yeah. really fucking cool um so um 
they were doing this thing called Noise Night. Oh, shit. So I was like, okay, perfect. Now we can go to a place we can act fucking <laughs> wild and uh, play and not to worry. So we were workshopping fucking ideas and shit. How can we, how can we scare the noise people? All right, so... That's bold. So I was working in construction at the time and I had all these tools, (laughs) right? I had fucking, uh, fucking electric planers for wood. I had fucking saws. I had fucking circular saws and I had chairs and I had lights and shit. So I was like, let's bring some fucking props, right? So we we went and we we would we would have practice in my grandfather's basement that was filled with like a fucking inch of water and the the fucking uh, electric fucking uh, wall outlets were like fucking like four or five feet off the ground but all of our equipment was like sitting in water and shit <laughs> like f- we were ready to get fucking electrocuted. Yep, y'all were really but, living. That's what it was. Y'all were really like living. But I would. Uh, we we went out to play this show, and he brought Brandon brought his girlfriend and his girlfriend's girlfriend. His girlfriend's girlfriend. You know, like her friend, Ooh. like oh, not okay. not I, like I was not about to say my man. Yeah, my juiced, yeah, you know? my <laughs> yeah. I brought my girlfriend and her girlfriend and her girlfriend. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh shit. Uh, and um, they did, had no fucking clue what we were up to. Yeah. Like Brandon would come over to my place, and we'd go out to these gigs, <coughs> and we'd say, "Oh, you know, we're just playing a gig." Yeah. We wouldn't tell anybody because we didn't want anybody to fucking come to our places and, like, fuck us up. Yeah. So, uh, we, uh, we were the, the last on the bill. Our name, uh, our band name was Two-Headed Jesus. Woo! <laughs> Shout out Powerful. to Two-Headed Jesus. So Big props. We called it Two-Headed Jesus because it was just me and Brandon and we were just on that shit. We didn't give a shit, so we called ourselves Two-Headed Jesus. And then we uh, we opened up for uh, this guy that died of like fucking cancer or something rest like that, peace, like a couple of years. That died, rest in peace, my G. Uh, we uh, and then we opened up for uh, uh, Alex Wallwork, who's a member of Thunder Dreamer. They're actually a uh, critically acclaimed, you know, rock band from over there in Evansville, and um, they're on tour right now. Matter of fact. And then uh, we opened up for uh, Jason Hembry, and Jason Hembry is one of the uh, he's one of the uh, best graphic designers I've had a chance to meet in person. And uh, he was working at a magazine at the time. Now he works selling phones or some shit, but he still, you know, makes art and it's really cool. He does <laughs> sculptures too. So um, we sat and we waited, and everybody who was there at Noise Night, they were doing noisy melodic music it wasn't even like just straight up fucking terror you know what i mean so um they all got done we brought our own amps used our own mics and stuff we set up and we had them shut off all the lights except ours but what we did was we took a light bulb and we taped over it and it was like uh blue yeah and it was that that fucking tape that goes over your car lights because Brandon busted his fucking lights in his car and we had all these different colors and shit. So it's supposed to go over lights and shit like that. But these lights are super fucking hot. So um, as we were playing, and I'll get to that here in a second, these lights were smoking and shit and fucking, you know, Yikes. starting to catch fucking fire. Yep. So it was a liability. But here's a bigger fucking liability. So we started off, and we had everything connected to a single power strip. And we started off really quietly. 
because uh, we had our amps set up to where they would just automatically make noise. And um, I had a wah pedal set in a feedback loop with one of the amps so that whenever it'd make noise, like, like let's say it was like a white noise, like, I could set it to go. <laughs> so it would sound like a fucking roaring fucking cheetah. You know what I mean? It'd be like. So um, we start off really fucking quiet, right? And build up and build up and build up and get louder and louder and louder. I had this circular saw, right? You know, like the type that welders used to grind shit down with. And uh, I had a chair that I brought. And I'd take this fucking razor and I would fucking hit it to it and shoot fucking sparks. And I was shooting sparks at people and shit. Fucking metal. Everywhere, hot fucking metal. It made it fucking, and then since it was completely fucking dark, except for that one light, you could just see sparks flying. Sparks fucking flying and hitting people. Yeah, that's punk rock. If I ever heard it, Brandon was playing his guitar with it with his teeth, but he had a set of scissors resting between his teeth, and while he was playing, he chipped one of his teeth. And um, after I cut my chair into like a dozen pieces. I picked up one of the pieces and threw it into the crowd, <laughs> but there was like a, there's a sharp piece of fucking slag or whatever that was on one of the pieces, and I cut my fucking finger open, you know, and I filleted it. I fucking opened up a new orifice, you know, basically into my finger, and it went. Whoa, 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 whoa. Never saw where it fucking landed. It's probably still up there, you know, <laughs> caught in the fucking rafters or some shit. Um, and uh. So it's full fucking throttle. People are fucking plastered to the walls with their hands, you know, held against the wall like, you know, what the fuck? These guys are out of their minds. And um, we had everything set on a power switch or uh, on a power strip like I was telling you before. So when it ever got at its loudest, we kept it there for a second and then we hit the button and then it was just silent. And everybody was looking at each other. And uh, it was just two guys. We just was this one smoldering fucking light, you know, underneath this smoldering light. And there's, like, steam coming off our fucking bodies. And you hear us breathing. <sighs> and then I hit the switch on again, and it's like, <sighs> you know. And, um, and then I hit it back off after about five seconds. And then we were done. The lights came back on. Did and, people uh, applaud? Yeah, but it really? took them a while. It wasn't until yeah. right till we were about to leave. Because after we turned the lights <laughs> on, everybody was just like, <laughs> they just Why got did fucked. you shoot sparks at me? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a liability. Um, I acknowledge that now, and that's probably why uh, Todd hasn't asked us to come back there and play. But uh, that show actually made me and Brandon um, local legends in the community because they always talk about that. Even people who hadn't been to the show know about that show. Yeah. Because uh, I was uh, I was on I was on Facebook, and Todd, the guy who owns the place, made this post, and I was like about noise night, and I was like, man, sure would be nice to play here again. And somebody was like, hey, weren't you the guy that fucking did all that crazy <laughs> shit? Shot sparks at me yeah. in my fucking face. And burned my no, fucking it face. wasn't even that. He, was, he wasn't even there. He was like, oh, yeah, weren't you the guy that blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. that was me. 
And uh, so after I told Brandon about that, this was like two fucking years after. He was like, dude, let's do it again. And I was like, I left that show like black and blue and bloody and like my hand was filleted. Like like my fucking finger, you know, <laughs> I fucking had to had to glue it back together. It was like fucking nasty, and uh, so yeah. So after that show was done, it pretty much solidified, you know, our reputation. And uh, me and Brandon were like, "Fuck!" Now, now people know, you know, yeah, kind of what the deal that. is. That's the bare minimum now. Yeah. yeah what are you gonna so, do to surpass that? Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we were going to have this festival coming up, and then uh, um, I never got a call back <coughs> after that, and I think maybe that uh, they were going to have the festival, but word had traveled over to Ebenezer or something like that because, like, I never got a call back during the month that it was supposed to be. But I did end up playing a festival uh, shortly after, um, there's a little festival that Owensboro kids throw every now and then that's called uh, Bacchanalia. The first one was called uh, Bacchus. And uh, they do this like right outside of Owensboro, I think in like South Indiana. They rent a big fucking farm yeah. and they set up a few stages and they have local bands and shit play. The last one was in like 2015 or something like that. Um, which that was the last time I took acid and holy shit, man, last time, never fucking again. <laughs> yeah. Why is that bad trip? <coughs> Dude. Okay. So I'll get in how much time or how long have we been recording for? We've been recording for about like, I'm going to say 30. Okay. All right. So I've got time for the story. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I've been playing music here in Owensboro uh, since I moved out to Kentucky. What this, made you move out? Where are you from? So I'm originally from uh, Deltona, Florida. How is it down there? It's hot. <laughs> it's fucking incredibly hot. It is so hot, people die. Are you serious? Well, that happens here, too. But it's... Not no, this hot. is, like, numbers, like, fucking, like, oh, somebody died today. Oh. You know? Because it's hot? Yeah, fuck okay. yeah, man. Do you have to... Keep like you have to drink water. You have to think about it. That's how fucking bad it is, you know, during the summer and shit. And uh, you know, during the fall, you know, and you think maybe like, oh, okay, well, I'll just go outside at night. No, man, the mosquitoes are like fucking pterodactyls. Yeah, <laughs> they they still have the West Nile mosquito there. People still get that shit. That's like a third world fucking virus, man. People like. Don't think about that shit, man. You know what's even more fucked up is that uh, mosquitoes can transfer AIDS. That they can? Yeah. Shout that's out to fuck- the... Shout out to AIDS. Yeah, shout out to AIDS, man. <laughs> no, R.I.P. <laughs> Freddie Mercury. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think... God, I hope that doesn't that. happen to me. Yeah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I gotta go get tested next week. Yeah, um, I, I feel like I'm starting to come down with something thinking about it. Oh shit! Um, this is gonna come back to haunt us when my so, soft. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now I'm eating crow, <laughs> yeah. and I have HIV. So um, what brought me over to um, Kentucky was that I um, was getting out of high school. This was 2012, and uh, it was like late 2012, early 2013, and uh, I was homeless because my mom. Uh, kicked me out of the house so yeah i was like fucking couch surfing for a few months and then uh, i was like looking for a job and shit like oh man like what the fuck am i gonna do 
So, um, and the job market out there is shitty. Like, it sucks. Like, everybody who lives in Deltona don't fucking work in Deltona. So if you don't have a car, you're fucked. <coughs> um, so I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? And, like, studio apartments. Like, I was looking at apartments and, like, for a fucking studio apartment. And this isn't even, like, this isn't even, like, a resort town. This is, like, people who are in Florida, this is where they live. Like, they don't live in fucking Daytona Beach. That's where, like, people who travel fucking live or, like, dumb fucking tourists and shit. So, like, for, like, a fucking shithole flea bag, it was, like, $800 a month. And it's, like, I might, I, like... I already, like, where I live now, like, I'd make fucking $800 a month. Like, I don't have the money for that shit. So, uh, one day I was, like, uh, sitting at my buddy's, uh, fucking back porch, and my dad gave me a call, and he's like, hey, I'm out of rehab, uh, you know, I could probably use your hand on a couple things. Why don't you come down over here, or I'll buy you a plane ticket. So I was like, okay, cool. So here I fucking am. I thought I would come back, but, you know, it's... Kentucky's a fucking cornucopia. Like, it's easy to be poor in Kentucky. It's incredibly hard to be poor in Florida, especially the way they treat fucking homeless people. Because I came back and drifted for, like, almost a year um, in 2015 and going into 2016. So I actually know I came there in fucking December of 2015 and I stayed until, like, August or some shit. So, like, um, I was, like, full-on fucking, like, you know, getting my homeless shit on during that time. But, yeah, the way they fucking treat homeless people there is fucking shameful. Like, it's awful. Yeah, you can't be, like, even if you, like, I would, like, go to a fucking church and be like, hey, like, I'm hungry. And people would be like, fuck you, get a job. And it's like, okay. So, um... Let's see shows. Oh. Yeah, I fucked up. Oh. It broke. <laughs> it would, yeah. Keep okay. Going. So uh, I'll start back from a second ago. So um, I came over to uh, Kentucky uh, at the end of, uh, let's see, at the end of 2013. And because uh, my dad gave me a call and he said, uh, hey, I just got out of rehab. I'm... Uh, might need some help with a couple things so i decided okay and here i am i've been here for the past like i don't know 13 14 15 16 17 18 five years in yeah. kentucky which for me ha- isn't really that long of a time kentucky's so trash yeah so trash but it's it's easy to be poor here it's 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 way harder to be poor in uh in florida so like um i've been playing music here uh, I would say for, I don't know, the whole time since I've been here and I've played in all these different bands and stuff like that, and it's always been me and Brandon, which you might have him on at some point and yeah, talk Brandon about what he does. Yeah, Brandon is the goat. Shout out to Brandon. Yeah, Brandon's fucking, awesome. Fucking king. Uh, he can't be here today because he's he's off riding, uh, riding into the sunset, you know, doing his own thing. Yeah. So, um... Let me think. Um, so we got me and Brandon and his brother Bobby got invited to play Bacchanalia, which was one of the bigger things we did. And uh, there was probably about like, I don't know, like 300 people there. So it wasn't a huge festival, but it was like a pretty decent amount. Um, 
and uh, we had a Delta Blues group there at the time, but we were, we had like little elements of punk. Cause after we got done playing noise, we we're like, okay, well we're actually really proficient musicians. Let's just play music. So we got back into playing music again. Yeah. And um, but um, it's one of those things that like um, so like when we were there, it was, it was kind of a shitty small festival. There's a bunch of fucking weirdos out there. Um, like not weird in a good way, weird in a fucking bad way. Um, so like, uh, yeah, it was kind of a weird day after we got done performing. Now, Brandon, uh, he performed with a head full of fucking acid, which was really funny. Yeah. Uh, cause he, he didn't mess up, but all of his, <coughs> like, I think a couple of his strings broke while he was playing. So that must've been really fucking weird. Yeah. So I took some acid while I was out there and like, dude, that was it wasn't it wasn't the first time I'd ever taken acid uh so like I didn't know how strong this particular one which ended up being really fucking strong the the type that I took so I was um I was sitting in front of this fire um and like the sun started to go down and I was looking at these logs, these burning logs, and they. I started to imagine that like one of those logs was like my guitar, and I was like, "Fuck music! I don't want to play anymore. This is stupid." And um, this this whole series, and I can't. I'm not really allowed to talk about it, but this whole series of events occurred uh, from one of our people that brought that brought the cops into the festival, and so there's there's police officers going around. And I think it was cause some, also because some fucking douchebags were, like, lighting off fireworks and shit like that, which is illegal in Indiana. So, like, uh, there were cops were going around shining flashlights at people's faces and shit, and I could see them from a distance, like, across this field, like, God, I hope they don't fucking come over here. I am fucked up. Yeah. Like, they're going to know. They're going to know, and they're going to take me away, and I'm only 19. <laughs> you were 19 at the time? Yeah. Oh, shit. So, um... Damn. So uh, this is kind of like I that kind of fucked up my night, and I lost track of all the people that came with me. So I was like, "Dude, where are all of them? Like, where's my fucking tribe and the rest of the people that I fucking brought?" Because I had a truck full of people, and like I couldn't find anybody. Stayed up whole fucking night, and I eventually, at the very end of the night, when I was coming down, I found everybody. But it was like. I was so, like, visually fucking distraught. Like, I was sitting in front of the fire with my hands over my face, like, like this. And, like, strangers were coming up to me and giving me hugs. Like, I wasn't asking, like, hey, can I have a hug? Like, they were like, oh, my God, he's having a crisis. So, yeah, I had a little crisis, and that was the last time I ever tried it. Um, The first time was pretty cool. First time was pretty cool. I don't know. I might try it again at some point in time. It's just it's a it's powerful fucking medicine. So if you try acid, just like be somewhere where you're comfortable. But try not to be at a fucking festival, cause like people will be fucking with you the whole time. Or it's not even people are fucking with you. It's like they have like glow sticks and shit, and they're like doing like flow arts and shit like that. And it's like it's incredibly fucking nauseating, especially cause I have constant fucking vertigo like 24 7 i don't know i was probably dropped on my head as a child or something but like it's fucking 24 7 like 
and whenever I do something like that, it just like amplifies it, and I feel like I'm fucking spinning. And if I look up, I feel like I'm gonna fall off the face of the earth. Uh, I Jesus. Yeah, I actually had um, that was one of my fears uh, as a small child too, and it comes back <laughs> every now and then. But I've learned ways of dealing with it that when I'm outside at night and it's a really clear night, I try not to look up because sometimes I do, and I feel like I'm just gonna fall. Oh shit! You ever do that? You ever like lay on your back and kick your feet up and put your arms out and you pretend that you're like walking through the fucking sky? Hell no! I've yeah, never I can't, done. Can't I can never that. did that. Yeah, yeah, I've done that shit. Have you just... ever? Have you been in a swing and closed your eyes? Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. shit feels like you're about like about to fall <laughs> off the fucking earth. That shit fucking sucks. Yeah, that's that's kind of like where uh, <coughs> where I was at with that. Yeah, so. so you feel that when you just do that laying down. That's yeah, what, yeah. If if you, yeah, I don't want to try that. Well, even that's, just if that's what it feels like, I don't want to try. Even it. just like walking Not around, like I don't, I don't smoke weed like I used to because, like, I like, like I said, I constantly am spinning. So like, whenever I smoke, it's just like makes it more noticeable. So if I smoke weed and I sit down and I close my eyes, it feels like I'm. You ever been on one of those like? rides like the gravitron or something yeah like that's how i feel like i'm moving in one way you know yeah constantly i could be sitting still and i feel like i'm moving i've only felt like that like on the gravitron yeah when i was drunk yeah like when i was drunk nigga like (laughs) nah man shit was wild like shit was really wild you gotta toss your cookie man dude i feel bad for whoever has to clean the fucking puke out of those rides yeah like that's I'm not getting on that shit ever again because yeah. I don't like the feeling, like especially like my <coughs> fucking stomach. Like pop up carnivals are a scam. Hell yeah! Pop up rides. Yeah, like oh, just no. jump on this ride. We like, put it together in thirty minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like, and we we we're experimenting with y'all. Like y'all are the first people getting on. I don't yeah. think they like testing themselves. <laughs> so it's like people just come up like, hey, well, can I ride this? And they're like, yeah, we don't know if it's gonna work or if it fucks for a up. Ticket and you're good. Yeah, you're good for the whole day. Yeah, <laughs> carnies are fucking skeevy motherfuckers. Yeah, man. Fuck, fuck carnivals. Ex- fuck the barbecue fest. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we we down there for. Well, that's just like fucking cracker shit. That's like. <laughs> That's like shit that they like got a nice is generic down there though. Yeah. That's like gener <laughs> like okay, so I moved here and I saw the barbecue fest and I was like, okay, well I guess that's what they do around here. But that's like shit that people don't even want to go to that they still go to because it's like I'm an Owensboro in I guess I go to fucking barbecue fest. It's like there's nothing else to do though. Is that like what Romp is? I've no, never been to Romp. Romp, Romp is like a fest, music fest, but Romp it's like is country shit. music. Like, I, I know what it is, but I, like what's the what's the appeal? Okay, so let oh, because people can get fucked up and yeah, not like get you go there to get high in a yeah. tent. Right? Well, well, here's yeah, the deal: get fu- anything, mm-hmm. everything in a tent. Though. Yeah, here's... in a tent with your friends. So, and it's like no cops. You know what I'm saying? You straight. This is uh, <laughs> underage. It don't matter. This is this is a cool thing about romp though. Uh, romp is a little bit different from a lot of other music festivals, uh, and it's because like world class bluegrass players want <laughs> want to play at romp. Are you serious? They want to. They have people like Dave Grisman, Doc Watson, uh, fucking, um, uh, what's his name? Um, John Prine, fucking, um, Sam Bush, like, Earl Scruggs, like, um, they even have, um, 
uh, who's that guy that played on the fucking um, on the jerk? What was his name? The jerk. Yeah. What's the jerk? Informant. A comedy <laughs> movie. Okay, so he also <laughs> played in Three Amigos. I am uninformed as fuck, so uh, I don't know shit. Um, I'm a piece of shit. Well, um, he plays. <laughs> it's he, amateur hour. All he plays. The time. Uh, he's he's a uh, comedy actor and a comedian, but he also is uh, like a world class fucking banjo player, and like. So he's like you, basically. Yeah, yeah, you know, he like he's he's a musician comedian type, and. Um, uh, so yeah, they actually have like Owensboro. That's like one of the few good things I think Owensboro has to offer is that like we have the best bluegrass show next to like John Hartford Festival over in Rosine. Yeah. Rosine is the fucking shit. But um, I've I've gone to Romp for a few years and like I've ne- it's never ceased to amaze me. Some of the fucking headliners there are stupid, but, like, the after party, whenever you get to go and check out the cabins and the shit, and they have some, like, they have the smaller bands play, like, some of those guys will blow your fucking mind. Like, I've seen Billy Strings twice there, and, like, uh, he's the truth. Like, I actually even got to wait on him. He came into the Holiday Inn, he's <laughs> staying over, and, um, yeah, they're, the whole band was fucking... They're fucking badass motherfuckers. I just wish they had, like, merged genres. Like, I just wish it wasn't just, like, country. Like I wish I, it was, like, contemporary, like... I like, think it's it's well, a cultural thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with bluegrass. It's not my stuff, but... No, like, bluegrass is... T- like, I, I don't fuck with, like, I'm not gonna turn on yeah, bluegrass, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. like, like, the bluegrass players come and play... Yeah. A night at the Holiday Inn and shit. But those guys are bullshit too. No, but like that, I like that shit. Yeah, like I yeah, like yeah, like yeah. live instrumentation and shit. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If it's well done. Yeah. So oh, it's no. like even even if you like, I would say to anybody who's in Owensboro, even if you fucking don't like bluegrass, go to Romp because like it's just like you ever watch fucking somebody do like a crazy skateboard chick and you're like, holy shit, man, that was fucking crazy. Yeah. Like. That's kind of the same thing because the level of fucking musicianship that they bring, it's like, because I'll admit that I'm not even like a super big bluegrass fan. I know a shitload <laughs> of bluegrass songs, but it's just mostly for jamming. Like if you if you know another musician out here in town, you can jam bluegrass. Yeah, you know. But like, uh, if you are, um, if you are like. Just you know, if you if you just like to listen to whatever and you like to take chances, uh, Romp is pretty fucking cool. But they've been getting more and more fucking cops and shit like that every year. So if you like to get fucked up, be careful. I'm going this year to get fucked up. <laughs> it's gonna be my first. I'm year. gonna smoke a fucking joint in the I, cops' no, no, face. No, no, no. I'm gonna fucking shoot a needle in my arm. Oh yeah, exactly. I, yeah, right in that's front. That's what I'm doing when I get to the gate. Yeah. Needles, needles, and fucking Dude, syringes. Last <laughs> time, last time I was at Romp, uh, I fucking got a free ticket to go in. Uh, somebody handed me their fucking. Well, I the first two days I got in for free because knowing somebody, and then the third day I didn't have a ticket for, but somebody gave me their their um, bracelet, their fucking bracelet because they party way too hard. <coughs> but they had two bracelets and they gave one to my buddy. All right, this is like a green one. This is like. This is just a camping pass. This won't actually get you into the festival. So we drive up there, and there's some fucking, like, 16-year-old kid or whatever. 
and uh, he was like, um, is that an RV pass? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's an RV pass. <laughs> and he was like, sure. And then uh, we just got right fucking in, <laughs> you know, anytime, like, and two, like, whenever we were, like, going to the back and they always double-check bracelets and stuff like that when you're, like, going to the after party and shit, and I just had him, like, walk beside me, and we just, like, looked official as fuck. We were just like, yo, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. super fucking just casual. Look like you know what you're doing. Yeah, as yeah. long as you look like it, nigga, yes, you, you're free to go, like. Yeah. Be confident. Yeah, just like, I'm, I'm not a, drunk. Yeah. I wouldn't drive in the, like, I'm not drunk. I can, I can drive right now. Nah. It's, it's fucking, uh. <laughs> no, but if you tell the cops that. Uh. Now, nah, here's something Unless that. Unless they bring out the breathalyzer. like, <laughs> one of the reasons why I'm glad there's police at Romp is because there's always this fucking gathering of these, like, shit heel fucking, like, jocks and shit that gather, like, right in the fucking middle, like, right next to the after party. And uh, today, the cops, or uh, last time, the cops all went around and took fucking IDs and were like, you're underage, get the fuck out of here. So that was good, um, because, like, they just, like, there's all these kids, that, and they get fucked up, and they start fucking with people and stuff. It's really funny, though, because uh, when I went, um, my buddy Colin was, like, uh, tapped on this kid's shoulder, and he was like, hey, man, <coughs> you want some squid sandwiches? Talked to that guy right there. He pointed at me. He's like, I want some squid sandwiches. What is that like? I was like, oh, my God, dude, you're getting trolled. Yeah. <laughs> squid like sandwiches. Don't even fucking know. Like, oh, I fuck with squid sandwiches. Yeah, fuck Squidward sandwiches. Yep. So, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, Romp is pretty fucking cool. Uh, as far as, like, other things in Owensboro, the spot's been putting on really fucking cool events and stuff. Um, now we've been, me and Brandon, even playing regular music, we've been kicked out of a lot of the places over here. We've been kicked out of Three Monkeys, which they're fucking closed. Fuck that place. Uh, that's tough. Yeah, that's fucking tough. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because Colin, right, the last time he got kicked out of there, he wished pox upon He's like, fuck you, Steve Champion. I wish pox upon your business. Damn. And, and now it's look. fucking closed, man. Fuck. He's got powers. That's yep. tough. Two-headed Jesus. So, uh, <laughs> so, so we've been kicked out of Three Monkeys. We've been kicked out of the Cream. We've been kicked out of. You got kicked out of the Cream. Yeah. Is there a story for that one? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this was like 2014 oh, or whatever, and I just wanted, I just wanted to play like an acoustic set or whatever. So they called us, or we called, or we left our info with them, and they called us to play a gig and fucking like. February or some shit like that like uh, a couple weeks from Valentine's Day I think it was maybe like a few days after or something like that like on the weekend like on a Sunday so we were like okay yeah we'll come by we'll come down do you guys have a PA and they were like yeah we've got a PA no problem so I was like cool I had all that shit at my house so I was like oh at least we're not gonna have to pack all that shit and I drove like 30 miles because I lived out in McLean County. It was a 60 mile fucking round trip and I didn't have a job. So I was just coasting on fucking like, oh, I have $5. You know, I'll go to the show and I'll make some tips. <laughs> so I was kind of hoping to grab some money. Um, and this was just like an Im- improv jazz kind of show me and Brandon were going to do because we, you know, we can play jazz and shit like that. And we can sit for like five hours and entertain people and make tips. So uh, we went down there and, um, they did not have a PA. They did not have a... <laughs> yeah, yep, you fucking That's said tough. it. 
They that did not have tough. a fucking PA. Oh so goodness. I had, uh, we unloaded all of our instruments. And they're like, hey, you guys want a drink? So like, yeah, I'll take some, you know, coffee or whatever. And we both had a drink. And then we set up and we started playing. And we were, we were trying to play as loud as we could. And I guess we were annoying the shit out of people. And then uh, some of our other friends came up. And they also had instruments too. So it was like a big jam. And they were like, you guys got to get the fuck out of here. And it was like, what? okay. And that's not the first you. that's not the first fucking time they fucked with us because like uh was this back with the old owners the, the grosses yeah 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 those Ooh. fucking assholes so uh <laughs> they, they they took <laughs> hot, hot takes they took they took down Camille McKinney's fucking art which I don't know if you guys have had a chance uh Camille is uh one of the best painters over here in town she paints surreal paintings uh, uh but they're they're subjective so or no, they are objective paintings, so they have things in them, people, places, things, but they're surreal. Okay. And uh, she has a very she has a style unto herself. Yeah, shout out to Camille, man. Yeah, Big Camille. Props. She's awesome. Camille, her, her uh, work is awesome. Camille is one of the one of the better painters over here in town, and they had a show where uh, <coughs> uh, Rare Dog Days. Uh, they did a concert, and there was a live paint where Camille was there doing a painting. They even have her on video too as a fucking ad. And this is what makes this story even shittier. She hung her art there as a part of a, um, I would call it like a display or like an art show. You know, whenever an artist has an art show, it normally lasts like a week, week and a half, two weeks, that kind of thing. So, uh, and they display their art in the store in order for you to purchase. And then you can come look at it anytime the store is open. Like, they made it a few days into that, and then they took Camille's paintings down because they were, like, freaking people out, which is bullshit. There's nothing wrong with her art. How can... I don't... I just don't understand how, like, fucking paint, like, freaking someone out. Like, I'm a painting. Well, there's not... There's no nudity, there's no violence, and there's yeah. no fucking, like, gang shit. There's nothing, like... It's funky. That's what it looks like. It's dark and it's funky. They're just you not know? used to... They don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, art, good art should make you feel something. It should challenge you. Yeah, exactly. Like, you should look at it and be like, wow, that makes a statement. You know what I mean? So uh, that's what her art is like. It's it's really, really interesting, captivating. I have a couple of her pieces in my place, too, that, you know, I spent quite a bit of money on just because it was, you know, very, very unique, especially for this area. So anyhow... Um, they took down her art and uh that wasn't really the icing on top of the cake and here's why i don't come back and here's why i don't fuck with those fucking motherfuckers (laughs) is uh because last time uh a group of my friends were down there and they were sitting in the back and they were laughing having a good time having a coffee or whatever blah 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 and one of the uh one of the cashiers goes in the back and just you know because they were sitting in the back and uh uh, one of the cashiers comes up or braces and checks on them and says, uh, hey, y'all aren't doing witchcraft back here. And uh, one of my friends laughs. He's like, <laughs> yeah, no, we're not, you know, whatever. Yeah. So she goes back, and they're just, like, cutting up, having a good time or whatever. And then the fucking owner lady comes back and says, if you guys are back here practicing magic, I can promise you, honey, it won't work here. What's that? I'm, so, I'm very confused. Where'd the witchcraft come up? I yeah. have no fucking clue. <laughs> I mean, up. that's what happens, man. You get fucking geetered out and you start fucking imagining <coughs> shit. People acting fucking crazy and doing rituals behind your back. No, you just 
get caught up in the stereotype of what something looks like. Yeah, that's... Okay, yeah, I should have probably said something. Like, all these people have dreads and shit, and they Uh, look fucking weird. They're weird-looking motherfuckers, but they're good. They're like... They'll treat you like they're your own. You know what I mean? They're, you know... I was confused. I just thought the witchcraft was (laughs) completely... No, no, no. They're, like, like, these... I mean, these people obviously aren't, like... My friends, they're not, like, they don't... They're not conventional-looking people. They're not conventional-looking people. They're not, uh, uh, I wouldn't say they're even Christian, you know, to begin with. They're just free-loving, fucking, you know, just funky motherfuckers. So, um... Will you go back now that it, there's new ownership there? No, because my buddy has a coffee shop, and I drink there. It's a good point. And plus, two, they're not uh, organic coffee or fair trade. So... That's what I fuck with. Good point. I don't think that slaves should be fucking... I should... I feel like I shouldn't be consuming any fucking product that a slave made. Now, I know that my clothes are made in China. There's only so many things I can fucking do as far as my money goes. But with the small money that I spend, I try to make sure that I'm not fucking, you know, exploiting people with my dollar. You know what I mean? And I know it's going to be, like, inevitable... You can't fucking stay on top of every single little thing. But if you, if every single person made that conscious decision and it doesn't, it can't, it won't take just one person. You know what I mean? But if you make the difference to that one, you know, then that's, you know, you did your part. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of thing. And plus two, it doesn't cost any less. Yeah. You know, it might it might uh, be less overhead, you know what I mean? But that's just the whole greed factor, you know what I mean? Like, if you're afraid of making less money selling something that wasn't made by slaves, then you're a fucking asshole. That's yeah. just how it is. Yeah, it's, it's fucked up to think about. I oh, mean, yeah. I feel like it's, it's not, like... People don't consciously think about that shit. That's like over there in the fucking Ivory Coast, man. They got fucking kids and shit doing yeah, that shit, you know. It's fucked up, but you don't... The consumerism... Yeah, market, dude. Market, capital, yeah. you know, it's just fucked up. But, uh, see, making, like, making conscious decisions as far as what you buy is becoming more hot and more in vogue. And, like, see the whole thing about, like, hipsters? Like, here's my, my two cents on hipsters and why I love hipsters. Hot takes incoming. Hot okay. takes. <laughs> this is what I love about hipsters, and this isn't even anything sarcastic, is they pay extra for authenticity, and they pay to know how things are made. And they pay to be able to talk about those things. Like, why do why are people drinking craft craft beers now? There's a fucking story behind it. It's made. It's small. It's the fucking. It's the American way, man. It's a small group of people can start something and make something big come up. And that's why hipsters are putting all these money and all this money into little startups and shit like that. Like, you might be a rich kid or whatever, but it's like we're. We are giving you money because you aren't a corporation. You are a family, a person, uh, and it's unique. (coughs) People pay for unique. Like, there was only 5,000 of these made. Whatever. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of like how it goes, you know. Other than Supreme Hypebeast. That that shit pisses me off. Yeah, I I agree with what you're saying. Those are good points. Do you think ever that there's any level of like there are outliers in the group that like pretentiousness is a part of it 
Oh, yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. But I mean, that that also drives sales too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like I agree with the the the, the, the pretentiousness is is important to you know the aesthetic because if you're doing like a keeping up with the Joneses kind of a thing, that's even better because small bands like. I would love to meet somebody who's like, I only fuck with local bands in my scene. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, support the local artists. Like. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, I bought I bought this limited limited run seven inch from Sausage Slam in Evansville. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, like support local artists. Hell yeah. This is what this is for I bought, to support local artists. You know, it's like yeah. I bought I bought the creep diet colored twelve inch, you know, whenever he came out with that. I helped him sleeve half those <coughs> motherfuckers. Hell yeah. So, um, I think a lot of times when it comes to, like, the pretentiousness, I totally get what you're saying, uh, because I know people who smoke fucking American spirits and are like, I only smoke American spirits. It's like, okay, it's just a cigarette, man. Yeah. They're all the same. For the most part. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, and that's a fucking... If, if you're gonna sit here and tell me American spirit isn't from a fucking corporation, then fuck you. You yeah. know? That's just how it is. So you you do comedy. You also oh yeah, do music. Yeah. yeah. So talk about your uh, latest project, the the self entitled Matthias. So uh, my last album that just came out uh, last December. So this was a few months ago. Uh, I had two music videos out for, and uh, what I do is basically music that's like, if you are into the cult, Danzig. If you're into uh, darker shit, if you're into the misfits, um, if you want to hear music that is unashamedly that, you know what I mean? If you're an Iggy Pop fan, uh, it's totally for you. The music's trimmed down. It's a six-song album, and it clocks in at 12 minutes. So if you can sit and watch if, or listen to this podcast, you can definitely sit down and listen to a... 12-minute album, Matthias, self-titled. Yeah, my favorite song is I Want More, because, like, that's... I feel like that's how... That's a Western song, yeah. Yeah, and that shit sounds like fucking, like, riding down the street and, like, somebody's videotaping in black and white, like, in the fucking 80s. I like that shit. My idea... It's, like, from, like, anything that anybody else is making. It's, like, like, so different. My idea was to make music that made you feel cool. Whenever you listen to yeah, it. like you're smoking so, a fucking cigarette with your yeah. fucking leather jacket with your greased hair. With your yeah, 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 shirt. yeah. So, um, kind of the main, my main objective with my music project was just to have fodder for me to make videos with because videos is like one of the main things I'm interested in doing. So I got a chance to do two videos for a couple of songs, uh, which hopefully you're able to link or something yeah. later on. Um. It's just fun, you know what I mean? And I don't I didn't really look at it like a gigging thing. I don't really have any problem finding gigs around here cuz there's always people needing some somebody or like a fill in or anything like that. And I didn't want to just do the same old shit that every single fucking band does, which is make a song, make a vis- music video tour, do all that stuff. I wanted to take everything at my own pace and look at it more like a spinal tap type thing where like I was only doing videos. Now, I ended up releasing an album and doing two videos, so it didn't end up being exactly how I wanted it to be. And then uh, I wanted to segue that into doing toys. 
Uh, but my fucking toy budget uh, had to go to my cat, so. Yeah, shout out to your cat. <coughs> yeah, $2,000 I had set aside for uh, custom action figures. I was going to be a limited run, because I have this, this idea, which I'm a really big fan of the Misfits. So I don't think people should pay for merch. Yeah, I mean, I get the concept. Now, yeah. now here's what I was. Here's what my plan was gonna do. I was gonna make very limited quantities of things. I was gonna do like a hundred posters, uh, twenty five cassettes, twenty five to seventy five cassettes. Yeah, I was going to do twelve action figures. Um, which this is all like my merch budget, or whatever. This is gonna be love, basically. I wasn't gonna make any money off of this. Love and promotion. Sometimes yeah. you gotta spend <coughs> spend money to make money. Yeah, always. So, um, I had all these different things set out to where I was going to have these kind of contests set up where I'd be like, uh, share this and like, and I'll ran- pick somebody randomly, and you'll win stickers, a poster. And it'd be kind of like a Misfits Fiend Club kind of thing to where if you were a part of the whole, you know, street team process or a part of the whole sharing social networking process, you, there'd be incentive to that and you'd get, like, limited, limited, limited quantities of shit. Because, like I said, I was only going to do 12 action figures, fucking 50 posters, 25 cassettes or whatever, which... Cost less than what it would cost you if you made t-shirts and tried to sell them for most bands. Because here's what happens. A band starts. <coughs> six months later, uh, they break up, okay? This is like Johnny's fucking fifth punk band, okay? Now, Tyler, the drummer, is sitting with a fucking box of t-shirts for his band, has bro- for his band that's just broken up in his basement like 600 fucking t-shirts that he thought he was going to sell but somebody's girlfriend got pissed off and the band broke up and that's what happens such a shame such a shame but see because (coughs) mine was kind of like a one-man french foreign legion i was just going to do everything myself and i didn't have any plans of gigging which uh i get kind of tired of gigging after a while and i'd prefer if i'm gonna gig i'd rather do comedy that's just my my way of doing things, man. It's so fucking fulfilling, man. Whenever you get to get people laughing, you really get them on a roll. It's fucking great, yeah. you know. So you also you do music, you do comedy, you also do <coughs> art, you do collage art. That's right. Physical collage art. That's right. Like that's like. Matter of fact, I've been uh, featured in the Messenger Inquirer. Yeah, and I have one of them hanging up on my wall currently that you gave to me. Yes. And it's like fucking tight, like. I it appreciate looks, it. It's just that's actually one of the ones that was like, in I the wish paper. I just ha- I know, and I wish I just had like more art in my room. Like, yeah, like I like it's tight, like it's it, physical, like it's never going anywhere. It'll it'll get there eventually. Yeah. So um, last year, um, the newspaper contacted me to do a piece on my stuff because I was working on one of my pieces at the spot, uh, yeah. just doing kind of like a show and tell type thing where if you could come in, you could see how I make them. Because I have a process entirely onto my own um, that I've developed over years and years of doing it. Um, that where these collages stay good for fucking ever. You can even take a damp towel and go across it. It's sealed. It's fucking 
will be that way and it's acid free adhesive so it'll be the way that collage looks is the way it's going to look fucking 20 years from now yeah so um i only use lithographs and die cuts between 1800 and 1940 so the art is very uniform um so yeah i kind of i have my very own style and it's very (coughs) unique and i take a lot of cues from uh uh, the early surrealist arts from the 30s and 40s, uh, Andre Breton, uh, Max Ernst, um, and uh, guys like that. And uh, the, those were a super really big inspiration to the stuff that I do. So it's been really cool to get some recognition for that. And I've sold every single collage I made last year. So That's what's up. Congrats. Yeah. I'm glad to see people buying fucking art, physical yeah. art. Well, I try to undercut everybody around here too because it, like, I have it down. I've been doing this shit for years. I have it down to a science. I can whip out a collage in five hours. Um, that's including the gluing process, uh, which it does take two weeks to set up. So I can get them done in five hours and it takes about two weeks before it hits the wall. But, uh, and there was a pretty decent demand after my, um, my spread in the paper came out. So that was a really big boon and helped me sell. And they're also really good conversation pieces. So I've had friend that friends that have bought mine and I've had all kinds of stuff. That's another great thing about Owensboro is that all the artists in town know each other and they all buy shit from each other. Yeah. That's, that's sick. That's like, yeah. Yeah. Like that's why. I'm glad I met you because I yeah. became so, like, way more aware of, like, all the local artists and, like, yeah. what they do and stuff like that. Yeah. But, like, like I'm saying, like, shit in this town, it doesn't, like, it doesn't get to, like, the kids, or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, the, the youth, they don't, they don't know what's going on other yeah. than, like, fucking high school sports and, yeah. like, whatever's fucking going on in high, yeah. high school atmosphere and it's yeah. like there's so much cool shit that's going on in this town and people just don't know about it so like um Owensboro and this is what's really fucking great about Owensboro is that we have a fucking we have a treasure trove of fantastic fucking artists from all over the fucking United States and all these people have come together and they've landed in Owensboro okay we have so many fucking fantastic artists, but they're in the closet because they don't have too many places where they can showcase what they do. Yeah. Now, um, the library over here in town has actually come out with a, uh, <coughs> a series of local films that is uh, really fantastic. They're airing those at the spot, too, because I don't have any fucking room at the library. Yeah. And... Um, these are local films that people who live in town have worked on, done, and they have, like, meet and greets with the directors, and it's a really great place to shake hands with local filmmakers, too. Yeah. Now, I've known people around <coughs> here in town, like uh, Matthew Goodman, who has been working in films since the fucking 80s. I kn- I've, I've known musicians here who have gone to her, like Lacey Jean, who's gone on tour with John Denver. You know, she's a fucking world-class violin player, okay? Owensboro has so much fucking talent. Touring musicians, filmmakers, oil painters acrylic painters watercolors comedians i've met some of the funniest motherfuckers i've ever met in my whole entire fucking life here in owensboro 
Maybe because Orange Bro's a fucking joke. Maybe that's what it is. But I'm just kidding. But it's like one of those things that it's like uh, I've been able to find a really interesting thing about every single person I've met. Um, which in larger areas and more densely populated areas, you can't really say the same. People start to blend in after a while. But um, it's fucking great because there's not a lot to do. People spend more time doing shit that they love doing or doing things that they, you know, might not be able to work on. Like some people practice music and they never go out and gig. I had somebody at the last open mic night I emceed who had never played out in front of people ever and he was a fucking solid musician you know what i mean it's like crazy man people have all this shit i've seen some of the poets here that come out for saturday night speak who've never done a single poetry reading but they have their rhythm they have style they have material they have shit to say and like i i've worked poetry nights where like, they've put a rock in my throat, like, some of the things people say, you know. And even, like, people like uh, Andrew Schrecker, who, um, if if none of you all knew this, he came out with a book not too long ago, which was really good. I uh, forgot the name, but I bought two <laughs> copies of it uh, after it came out. Um, Andrew Schrecker, uh, great author really 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 profound poetry it's like i would describe it as the american gothic in poetry form like what what is the life of somebody his age what it equates to and what it's going to end up being and some of it can sound nihilistic and some of it is very profound and hopeful so there's like all these different layers to the stuff that he does and um yeah it's like i've i've got a chance to meet a lot of writers and stuff around here which is one of those hidden talents that owensboro really has you know yeah a lot of great writers around here yeah ed ed's a great writer ed is a great writer he's a great rapper too fuck ed actually he's uh (laughs) fuck ed (laughs) yeah fuck he ruined my life (laughs) yeah he's a he's a piece of shit yep yep Rest in peace. We're going out and we're killing him. So what are we looking forward to? What are we looking forward to? Well, a lot more comedy. Comedy. And uh, hopefully some more music. I'm trying to get a band together right now, but it's fucking... I don't know if you guys have ever tried to start shit with a group of people, but nine times out of ten, it's like, oh, I can't. I'm sick today. Oh, everybody has fucking excuses and shit. it gets blown off. So, uh... I might be karaokeing, karaokeing my own songs. <laughs> uh, what does that mean? You're gonna be performing. It means hit a basically. fucking back backing track and be like, "Hey, uh, I'm too much of an asshole to have a band because I force people to practice. Like that's just how it is. Yeah. I don't, I don't fucking compromise. Like if you want to be in a band and if you want to, I'm not even awesome. saying make it. Do something awesome. Like if you want to <coughs> fucking blow people's minds. If you want to fucking blow people's minds, why wouldn't you want to blow people's fucking minds? I feel like there's a lot of, like, people with so much potential that could do so many things, but they just... They they, they have other shit to do. The They're like, oh, I, I'm like, fucking sitting on my couch today. I'm playing video games. Like, yeah, fuck and, that shit. And then it's like, 
Do something. I'll do it tomorrow, and then, like, tomorrow comes, like, oh, I'll do it again tomorrow. It's whatever. And then, you know it, you look up, and you're fucking 30. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and then what the fuck do you have? Yeah. And it's, like, it's, it's sad because I see the cycle continue. Yeah. And shit, so. I spend every single day trying to create something new or work on something I've been working on. Yeah, something fresh or just... 30 minutes a day, man. 30 minutes a day to use your goddamn imagination. That's not a whole lot to ask. And if you spend that little amount of time by a fucking month, you'll have something. Like, I get on Facebook and, like, everybody has, like, fucking opinions. Like, why don't y'all just start a fucking, like, podcast or something? Yeah. And then, like, spread your opinions that way. Yeah. Instead of, like, fucking typing them. Yeah. Like, do something like that. Do something like... Write a paper about yeah, it. Yeah, write a write paper a about, like, why you feel this way or towards a certain subject or something yeah. like... Or make it into an art form or, you know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, Anything. for sure. But no, people just want to get on Facebook and bash each other and talk about stupid shit that doesn't matter. Yeah, you know? I love it. I like, do that they, shit they, all they the just, time. <laughs> like, like, but, like, you you're, you on Facebook, you're, like, trolling, having a good yeah. time, whereas, like, other people are being, like, very, like, spiteful and, like... Yeah malicious well see uh, part of my whole you know comedian persona is that i love getting online and talking shit to people matter of fact the more arguments i get in with people online the more uh the more i sharpen my knives and the quicker i am the <laughs> yeah. better i am at it get yeah. practice in i look at facebook like practice like i get on and i talk shit for a little while and then i feel better about myself which is another thing that i fucking discovered is that ever since the invention of social media people who have differing opinions hate each other. Yeah, but it's like, okay. why can't, like, yeah. they don't have to hate each other. To have a That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, so, um, I've been friends with people longer than social networking has been around, and this is something that is entirely unique to this generation that's coming up, and it's, I, I know, I've got friends who voted for people I fucking hate. I've got friends who, are on this side, on this side, people who fucking believe shit, but what they believe and who they are is two different fucking things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people will get on your ass and say, you fucking... You voted for Trump. You you fucking... You're fucking racist. You're fucking racist. (laughs) Yeah. You voted for Bernie. You're a fucking snowflake. You're a libtard. You're a libtard. You, you know, you like Roman Polanski's movies. You're a fucking pedophile. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just... You don't... A lot of times, the way you believe in something and your behavior is not necessarily a reflection of each other. And that may or may not make you a hypocrite, but at the end of the day, are you a good person? Well, did you do something to help somebody? Did you do the right thing? You know, did you make somebody's life worse. Everybody's somebody's asshole, but you know what I mean? As long as you made a conscious effort to make the world a better place, it doesn't fucking matter what you believe in. Yeah. I But people just, I don't know. Maybe it's a westernized idea of like, well, I don't it, know. It's, it's like essentialism, man. It's like, I, in order for me to, to like somebody or get along with them, I have to, they have to embody they have to live up to my expectations, and they have to body embody everything I fucking believe in. You yes. know what I mean? You guys think it's just because it's easier to argue 
not face to face. Like yeah, do you feel like, like I feel oh, like yeah, 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 a lot yeah, of people yeah. don't around forever. People do not bring the same energy that they be having never. on the internet in real life. Never. Never. Except some people. Some people really do pull up that, and shit. But that's, and that's, 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 that's what I'm saying. That, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> few. That's a little scary. I'll fucking, yeah. um, that shit is scary. I have, I've argued with people over my stand-up, not during my stand-up, <laughs> but like after I've gotten out. Like, I, I read some shit or did a fucking bit, and I went somewhere, and somebody was pissed off at me, and they wanted an apology, and I said no. I've never apologized to anybody for any of the things that I do. It's a good policy, though. And I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'll sit I'll sit and fucking argue with people. Uh, last time I was at Starbucks, I told some fucking old lady to go fuck herself. Context? Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I was, I was uh, uh, standing in line. This old fucking lady was given this... There was this young fucking girl. It was probably like her first fucking job yeah, or that's whatever. The worst. That's the and worst. she's like, she's giving her shit over the fucking um, the card reader. That's like, oh, you guys Something don't have she a chip reader. Yeah. Nobody, anybody has any fucking control over. Yeah, and she's oh like, goodness. she's like, I want your name. I want her name. I want her name. And I looked, and I was like, next in line, I was like, hey, lady, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> She grabbed her drinks and she fucking left. Hero. Yeah. I think, man, uh, your ability to, to tell people to go fuck themselves is sometimes people <clears throat> need to fucking hear that shit. Yeah. So, and I think it's like one of those things with like, and that was my way of making the world a better place because, you know, <laughs> like I, no may, I may not that. be the nicest guy on the planet, what? but I can tell the right person to go fuck themselves. Yeah. I mean, it's like there's no reason to be hassling somebody over a fucking Some, card reader. Yeah, they can. They're like they people, make minimum wage. They're working. Yeah, like whatever. Like you're a server and people give you shit when the sh- food yeah, comes out yeah, shitty. Yeah, but it's yeah. like I didn't make it's it. not my fault. Yeah. I did not make it. I like, did not make. It. Yeah. I have nothing I to this. do with the process of the food. I just tell them what you need. You know what? I did it on purpose. I fucked up your. Yeah, food. Yeah, I fucked it up. Bitch. Like yeah, fuck yeah. But so um, basically, what it was was that. Um, you know the, the 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 way that I feel about it is uh, I probably shouldn't have told that lady to go fuck herself, yeah. but um, I uh, I don't know like I just I I think that when there are some people who they they have too much free time on their hands they're retired and they wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and they're like oh, I wonder what I can do today you know I think I'm gonna go out and go bitch like and that's it's it's a generational thing because like people our age that's not an issue like no one talks to customer service that way our age yeah we don't. it's like we've either worked the jobs I, we I know, found I found a just, few but you yeah. know it's it's less but they're the outliers yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 we're so cool like I go people that like having stressed out days like I fucking hate my job and I'll be like hey chill like it's okay like yeah. it's not real like you what, know what I'm saying? what's the I'm curious what separates like the generational thing because obviously there are outliers there are people our age that are rude um it's it's, like, it's that um maybe if because they're rich uh so well, okay so I mean, I got is, the money and i feel like their expectations are high you know why know. so okay if, if they're going to like a, a fast there's, food coffee place there's like, there's a uh there's a thing about like services that um the farther and farther ahead we get into the future uh the we get to a, a point where we talk about like abstraction of knowledge and abstraction of responsibilities and abstraction of things. So what happens is that language 
uh, work, all these different things, even having self-service checkouts. Um, this is uh, our way of streamlining knowledge and streamlining information. And I think that uh, sometimes people are caught in the middle. They're halfway between Kikuyu shamanism and the modern world where um, they think that um, they would rather take their time and waste it on pleasantries than have things as fast as possible and have things, you know, streamlined and things like that, which is more or less, in my opinion, a, you know, a barrier in the way of progress. You know what I mean? It's kind of that whole thing about like millennials talk, uh, text too much. It's making them fucking stupid. Well, okay. I'll, I'll, I learned a lot I'll of words you. through texting. Yeah. Well, I'll paint you, <laughs> like what? I'll, I'll kind of uh, paint a little picture for you. So uh, cavemen did cave drawings, and they had a visual history, and their oral history was a lot, a lot, a lot deeper than ours. Native American history, they could tell you more about what their culture did than cultures that kept written fucking record and shit like that. So... The whole thing about texting is that we, our system of abstraction is actually becoming higher and higher and higher. That where we can convey more information off of a small amount of text or an image. It's like memes. Like, how many fucking pieces of information do you get from a meme? It could just be a fucking picture of a fucking frog riding a unicycle. And it's like, you already know what the whole thing is. You already know what that's about. Yeah. It's a fucking picture. Yeah. It's a fucking it picture. It significance for some reason. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I know it's there. But. It has, yeah, and there's information. You hear the sounds. You hear the text. You're reading it. Like, uh, a lot of times, you just see, like, a thing like when somebody does something and it's a picture of fucking Kermit the Frog and you already know what that means. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somebody's fucking a rat. Yeah, but I don't. That's none of my fucking business. You know what I mean? (coughs) See how much faster information is conveyed. So you think the elderly can't keep up? It's frustrating. It's not just the elderly. I think it's people that don't want to acclimate because, like, my father is not old by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, he doesn't understand how to use computers and he refuses to learn. I I think it's mostly people that refuse to um, Adapt. adapt. And adapting is what fucking humans do, and that's the future. And it may seem like things are getting dumbed down, like, oh, you know, um... Oh, I'll put it to you this way. Um, I know how to change a car tire. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of people who are like, oh, fucking millennial, you know. I'll One day, I'm going to pull up to the side of the road and see a fucking 30-year-old and be like, why can't you change your car tire? Well, I'll kind of give you an example. Or I'll kind of tell it to you this way. The people in Generation fucking X who are like my parents' generation were raised by fucking kids too, okay? And they don't understand how to do those things. And they're raising a generation of people who don't understand how to do things. And it has nothing to do with not... It doesn't have anything to do with unwillingness to give them the tools. It's that they don't possess those tools (coughs) in the first place. And we have an educational system that's built on giving people absolutely useless fucking knowledge and not things that are applicable to the real fucking world. You You know what they did when Lenin was the fucking dictator of Russia? They taught every single fucking kid how to play chess. 
that's important because you know what he was doing? He was, he was critically. He was teaching them critical thinking and how to be revolutionaries. It's like you want to win against the current regime, this is how you do it. Viva la revolution, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, our shit's fucked up. So it's it's kind of one of those things where like <coughs> our public school system is totally against teaching people to and giving people the tools to function in the real world. Do I know fucking quadratic equations? Yeah. Do I need them? Okay, so uh, I just want to chime oh. in. Like, I understand the argument yeah. you're making. It's it's a, it's an argument. I agree with yeah. you. But equally, I feel like the tools, like, if you want to do something like yeah. you guys are talking about doing art, like, you have the tools at your yeah. availability to, yeah. like, do an independent study of yeah. it. You can teach yourself to do whatever you want to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's one of the great things about, like, the internet and why I'm so glad YouTube is there because, like, the, YouTube taught me how to fucking drive a car. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Like you, um, and a lot of times people make jokes like, oh, fucking, you have Google. Every kid has a computer in their pocket and they still don't know how to do shit. Well, that's the people who you're using as an example are people who are fucking idiots in the first place. They don't have to drive to learn to do it in the first place. That's what I'm saying. I know, I know fucking kids nowadays who know how to do shit I don't even fucking understand because they have those resources. How would you learn how to do this? How did you learn how to do fucking sweet picking like Ingve fucking mom scene? Well, I watched this fucking Friedman video where he showed me how to do it. And it's like, I sat in my room because I have all this free time. I'm a fucking kid. And I know, I know how to fucking sweet pick like the man, you know? <coughs> yeah. That's, that's one of those things. It's like, um, there's a vocal minority. And I fucking hate that because anytime... Uh, it's it's really convenient for a lot of people to, especially the media, and the media is there for fear mongering. So if you watch the news, you're wasting your fucking time. Yeah. Um, they're there for for fear mongering and for um kind of bolstering the negative opinion of okay kids nowadays they don't know how to fucking do anything and it's like that's fucking bullshit. People are graduating colleges at younger and younger and younger fucking ages like. People are We're smarter so, now than we've ever been before. We are smarter now, and you <laughs> want to know something fucking crazy? The human life expectancy is twice what it was before the fucking French Revolution. Isn't that fucking crazy? Hell yeah, it is. People I mean, used to only live to like 40 fucking years old. Now we're also, like it's also breaking 100. But it's like the resources also. Yeah. Because I, I had to do a uh, paper over overpopulation and shit. Yeah. And it's like... Life expectancy in America is, like, really high, but, like, yeah. if you go to, like, third world country, like, yeah. their shit's fucking low yeah, just because yeah, of yeah. resources and shit, so it's, like... And there's there's enough to go around, but... but yeah, it's just... Greed and corruption. <laughs> I could I could go on a fucking another hour about that. I'm, uh, I'm fucking just... No, just listen to uh, Rage Against the Machine, and yeah. there you go. <laughs> shit's fucked up. I think that uh, that's part of my primer. So I have this uh, American fucking. If you are, if you become an American citizen, or if you were born, you get five albums. <laughs> yeah. Here are your five CDs that will help you survive in America. What are they? Name your five albums. I'll save them. This will be uh, fresh fruit for rotting vegetables from the Dead Kennedys. This will be raw power from Iggy Pop. This will be um, Rage uh, Rage Against the Machine. Uh... Their self-titled album, that's yeah. fucking required. Yeah. Uh, Mandatory. 
MC5 kick out the jam, motherfucker. That's that's one of them. Uh, and just because you need it, make, <coughs> make you live longer. And uh, I just want people to rock the fuck out, hear the right message, and love is the fucking answer. What about suicidal tendencies? Yeah, suicidal tendencies for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, who? Sh- what was the song called? Who shot JFK? Or I uh, I shot the, the, the devil. Well, yeah, you know he's talking about. Yeah. Uh, I shot Reagan. Yeah. yeah, I shot the devil. And then there was, I swear it was a song about JFK, or it was it had JFK in it, or I, I, yeah, I could be fucking wrong. Yeah, I'm most definitely wrong. That's okay. But yeah, um, yeah. I think that's about it. That pretty much wraps up all I want yeah. to talk about. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, thanks for coming by, Elliot. Thank you again it's a pleasure. for coming. I uh, hope to do this again soon. Would love to. Another, yeah, for sure. Another um, episode of this thing. Um, this is my niggas, Matthias and Elliot and Henry. Oh, shit. And what are we called? Underground Orangeboro. Alrighty. Peace out, everybody. Peace.